So I have some really exciting news and I just, I didn't even know how to introduce this whole topic, but I'm just going to come right out with it. I'm engaged. I know. Just kidding. But could you imagine if I was, how ridiculous I'd be? Because wasn't it just two weeks ago I went out with a stripper and met his family after knowing him for two hours? (sighs) Sometimes, you know... I wish that I could just be a third party looking into my life. Obviously, I wouldn't know as much about me. But what I think is just crazy is some of the situations I get in. And I constantly, constantly ask my mother, is it me or does everyone have stories and experiences like this? She's like, no, everyone does. So either y'all are some lying hoes and keeping it all to yourself while I'm trying to entertain everybody, including myself, or something about me is attracting, I'm not even going to say the wrong people, they're just attracting a certain type of person. So I don't know. But no, I'm not engaged. Um, Yeah, no. It's just me, myself, and I watching Virgin River. <laughs> And, uh, honestly, this past week kind of been a struggle, but that's okay. But I'm excited to announce that I have officially found a therapist that I like up here in Dallas. Yay! And you know how I said that it was going to be $40 therapy? No, no, no. 30 with my insurance. Insurance is crazy when you're on a group policy. If it's a, you get it by, by yourself, no. That's, I mean, obviously insurance is a requirement, but it's a scam. And I would know because I'm a financial planning minor and the insurance exam is single-handedly what made me switch careers. But something that I want to get across, and this is on a completely serious note, which, ugh, serious notes, blah, is that therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you. And therapy is not for people who are damaged and broken. Therapy is a great tool and resource to use to maintain a healthy mental state. I recently told someone that I started therapy again up here. And they were shocked and said... I didn't expect you to go to therapy. And I just didn't realize that people still have that mentality. And they were telling me that they didn't believe that I had anything like wrong or worthy to go to therapy for, which, yeah, I've lived a quite privileged life. But of course, like everyone, we all go through experiences, trauma, heartbreak, everything like that. It's almost a given. Human error affects other humans. And it's just a way to verbalize it and work through it so that it's no longer so heavy on your heart, right? So, of course, I guess we'll get into this. Um, Some of the things that I said were I had severe separation anxiety as a kid, which I didn't even know what that was. Um... And going into, gosh, let's see. This is actually so funny. 
this actually isn't funny, but looking back, it's hilarious. It was not fun at the time. I was freaked out as a kid, but I had such severe separation anxiety that when my parents would leave me and my friend or me and my brother in the car to go run into, like, let's just go get donuts or pick up the dog from the vet where I can see them the entire time. I was just flooded with so many emotions and I was so overwhelmed that I literally (laughs) climbed out of the window of the car and ran inside to the veterinary clinic crying because my mother was taking too long. In reality, that was probably 30 seconds to a minute, but I was freaking out. And can you imagine my little six-year-old friend watching me climb out of the car thinking, what is wrong with this kid? Oh my god, my poor parents. But anyway, I've always been a very extroverted person. Didn't travel much, but I've always been fine. And it was when I believed I was going to go in the medical field. Ha ha ha. Turns out I can't deal with needles in me or other people. I can see blood in a crisis, but if I see you cut your finger and I have time to think about it, I will pass out. So... Before I knew that, I thought I wanted to go into neurology, and there was this opportunity in Washington, D.C. to go study it a bit. In layman's terms, it was like a science camp, right? And I wanted to go so badly, so my parents paid like a buttload of cash, uh, flew me up there, and, you know, I was nervous to fly by myself. Again, I never really traveled and, you know, just listened to some music, chilled out, played some games on my phone. But I think it was when it finally set in that I was going to be here for like two weeks and I didn't have my family. I didn't have a car. I don't even think I was able to drive at this point. So I don't even know why I was so terrified. But this was actually the entire reason that I got into therapy was... I started getting really anxious about just not knowing my surroundings, not having a way out, and not having control over what I do. That's like itineraries. I hate them. I, I don't like being told what to do. I like having options. And should I create an itinerary, that's fine. But for one to be given to me, I just, I can't do it. It's probably some control issues that I have. But I just, I hate it. So, what I remember is that night... Uh, We stayed at the American University, and we stayed in dorms, and I had this female roommate. She was super, super quiet, and she passed out, and I just started involuntarily, like, shaking and seizing because my body just did not know what to do with all of this anxiety and stress, and my muscles were just freaking out, and I started silently sobbing where I literally could not stop crying but I'm not going to try to make a noise and wake up this girl that I have known for two minutes. So I just sat there crying. I was like, you need to chill out. Like, it's going to be fine. Like, just go to sleep. But I, I couldn't sleep. And you could literally hear the springs of the bed shaking. And not the good kind, okay? Because my body was shaking because I was crying and holding in every sound that I could. It was so sad. So sad. And I just, I could not calm down. I tried calling my parents. Good grief. I bet they just hung up on me. They blocked my calls because I would have too. 
ended up calling my grandmother at like 3 a.m., but she's a party animal. She stays up that late. And I just, I needed somebody to talk to. I needed to get out. And I remember, this may be a little TMI, but I couldn't eat either because I was so nauseous. I couldn't keep anything down. Then I remember, (laughs) so gross. This sound came from the left side of my abdomen and literally like, I don't even know what you want to call it, switched over to the right side, but this huge like gurgle noise and it freaked me out so bad that I refused to eat even if I was hungry because I thought, what is going on with my body? Turns out me being the anxious kid, my parents got me a flight back home early and immediately I got into therapy. Ha ha ha. And, you know, I can't even tell you exactly why I was so scared to be by myself or even be traveling. I still don't really know. I'm much better at it now. But, of course, we don't all just have one problem and we get it solved and it's, you know, blue skies and sunshine all ahead. Of course, like I told y'all, what happened with my mom and my first boyfriend, Nick, that was very um, traumatic for me. And I actually brought that up to this new therapist because she just kind of wanted a background of why I was in therapy and, you know, kind of where everything stems from. Get, just get a background. I told her about that. And I also, this is really funny. Um, I was just telling her how I don't know why I'm putting so much pressure or emphasis or attention focus on a relationship when it's just it's consistently disappointing me when I go out on these dates and these guys I'm just I'm not clicking with I end up not finding them attractive or in the case of Bo Boy I don't know what his deal was but I told her about Magic Mike that I went on a date with and I'm literally like yeah so I went on a date, this guy ended up being a former stripper, and I met his entire family after two hours of knowing him, and she goes, oh, oh, okay, uh, mm mm-hmm, and you know how a therapist is supposed to be supportive, they're not supposed to be that reactive, they're supposed to kind of help you settle down, realize everything, but for her to be so taken aback that I went on a date with a stripper and then met his family two hours after meeting him, like, I was just like, yeah, I know. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. And I told her, I was like, you know, he has some, um, I guess, criminal past that I found out. And I was telling her, I was like, you know, people do change and people make mistakes, but I don't know when to draw the line between I can't deal with this baggage, I can't deal with this stress versus... I know you've learned from your mistakes. You're a better person now. But ultimately, I was like, I just, I can't do it. There's too much for me to handle. And at this point right now, I don't think I'm in a space where I can take on so much more and still be mentally, emotionally, physically okay. So I will not be taking on the former inmate and stripper and his entire family. So... Yeah, I looked up uh, some judicial records. It was very, very interesting. Um, he's not the only one in his family that has some arrest records. 
If you'll ever need help on how to find dirt on people, and when I say dirt, like judicial records, not talking about, you know, I don't know, like I don't go through Venmo transactions. That's crazy. But it's important to know who you're dealing with, especially when it's a first date and someone that you haven't met before. If I would have seen his records beforehand, I probably wouldn't have gone on a date with him. But then where would we be right now without this amazing story? Oh my gosh. But anyway, yeah, so I got into a therapist. She's super cool, but I had to take the phone call in the car because I was at work. And let me tell you, that was the busiest day of my life. That was a 12-hour work day. And like I mentioned before, my job has way more manual labor than they ever let on to be. So my arms are getting toned. My calves are getting toned, which is great. But also, like, I'm sweating all the time. And I'm wearing makeup, which is gross. But segueing into work, um, I broke two more nails. They didn't pop off and start bleeding like my first day. But I did break them. But to make matters even better, let me break down. I think this is Monday. 7 a.m. I start at grocery store number one. And they're doing something called a wine reset. Basically, you have to take all the wine off the shelves. Literally every single bottle off the shelves. And usually there's about four, no, I wouldn't say 40. 20 to 30 bottles, typically for high movers on each shelf. And you know there's hundreds of brands, hundreds of labels. So anyway, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of wine. We have to move it and put it all back. And you're probably thinking, okay, like it'll take you an hour, maybe two hours. We had probably 10 people working on this thing. It took us seven hours. Seven hours to do this. So I go out there at 7 a.m. thinking, oh, I'll be out here by 10 and I can start the rest of my work day. No. I literally had to leave work to try and get on a first Zoom call with my therapist. And she goes, oh, um, can is this time still good? I see that you're in your car. And I'm sweating, catching my breath like, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, this is fine. And I'm also on the verge of crying because I'm so stressed out. I literally pulled a muscle trying to scooch three cases of wine that were stacked on top of each other. Like, it was just not a good day. So I'm like, yeah, that's fine. We talk about it. She seems cool. And I'm like, all right, on to the next store. Drive to my Walmart. Go in the back. And I just have to do all this other stuff. I'm moving some more wine. Load it onto a cart and I'm pushing it. And let me say, this is not like a little grocery cart. Like I'm not looking cute, like with some platform shoes. No, like I have my hair up in a messy bun. I have my blue light glasses on because I look like shit. I have sneakers on. And look, I got these sneakers on sale because I got a gift card because Hurricane Harvey to Dick Sporting Goods. Found these shoes on sale. They're white Adidas. I love them. So I'm hauling ass trying to get this wine out there. And it's the damn Walmarts. They always are ratchet. There was a dip in the floor where they put kind of, I don't even know what you would call it, 
But imagine a sewer thing, but just like really small. I don't know what goes there, but it's really small. So I'm pushing, pushing, pushing. Out of nowhere, stops. I sling forward. And so does all the wine I have on that cart. And we have about three cases just fly off of that thing. Crash. And I'm like, "Mm, you're kidding me, right? Now, I want y'all to remember, when you spill a glass of water, like, at the restaurant table, it's a lot. Now, imagine four times that is one bottle of wine. And I dropped three cases worth, and that caused ten bottles of red wine, red wine, to literally explode in the back of Walmart. And at this point in my day, I'm tired and I just look and I'm like, all right, like, you know what? You got me. Good one. Good one. So I go to try to pick some of it up because the wine is making its way to every direction of that back stock. Pick up some of the glass carefully Uh, But, oh, nope, went straight into my thumb. And I was like, cool, (laughs) cool. Because remember how if I see blood and I have time to think about it, I pass out? Yeah, I started having to pull glass out of my hand. And I was like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this today. And I also want to just make a little note about the personal growth I've had. If this would have happened four months ago, I probably would have cried out of just pure anger, and I would have had to leave and just calm down and come back. But no, at this point, heard the crash, the popping of the glass, and I just look at it and I go, all right, okay. It's acceptance, right? Part of grieving, just the acceptance. And that's not the denial or anything like that. I just was like, you know what? All right, what are we going to do to fix this? So luckily, I get this guy who, they have a vacuum purely for picking up liquids. It looks like that thing that goes over the ice rink when you go ice skating. What is that thing called? Not the gondola. Oh, no, it's not jabroni. I don't know what it's called. Anyway, get that done. And there are two truck drivers from receiving. So, you know, those really big, like, 18-wheelers that take stuff to the grocery stores. Those guys have to come off the truck and check in with the person. And they come in, they're like, hey, there's this red liquid, like, coming out of the doors. Like, is someone okay? And I was like, yeah, um, I dropped wine. That is me. I'm very, very sorry. This wine was coming out of the building, and people thought it was, like, a murder scene. I was like, good God. So I'm picking it up, fixing it. They were really nice about it. But I was like, you got to be kidding me. And this other bitch from a store was being so mean to me and I didn't even drop bottles in their store anyway so work has been good that I'm getting the hang of it but also I've been dropping a lot more bottles so that's cool and in therapy told her once a month but now after these past couple days I'm like no we're gonna make it every two weeks it's just You know, change, I don't deal well with change whatsoever. And being on my own is cool, 
and fun, but also I like don't have many friends up here in Dallas. And I I met this one girl and she's awesome. Um, but I've also met some other people that I just like really don't don't like. I just straight up don't like them. And hopefully, I say hopefully they do listen to the podcast, but hopefully they don't listen to the podcast and think that's them. There's one girl. Um, she's very fit, which awesome, good for her. Love a gym girl. But it's it's to the point where <laughs> I was telling her that I I was eating something the other day. I was like, oh yeah, I had some pizza, or like, oh, I had some cereal, and she's like, oh no, like you need a meal prep, like rice, plain rice, chicken, and a vegetable. And I'm like, um, okay, I just met you. Um, no thanks. I'm good without depriving myself of good food. And it was just like, don't push your... I don't even know what you call it. Just, like, pushing a diet on people. I just, I don't get it. And look, like this whole trigger warning thing... Some things I understand, you know, trigger warning, suicide, trigger warning, like, whatever. But when it's, like, trigger warning, calorie count, trigger warning, scissors, come on. Really? It's just, no. No. If you need a trigger warning to be able to see scissors, you need to reevaluate everything. Okay? Because you can't live a life in this society not being able to see scissors, or not being able to see calorie counts. Because at the end of the day, if the calorie counts are being a problem, that's something you need to talk to a therapist about, a dietitian, nutritionist, whatever. But I'm thinking, really? And I ran into the same girl at the grocery store today. And she's in, like, gym gym clothes. Like, the people that take the gym seriously. Like, how, like, this isn't cute, let me post a selfie, or this isn't like, oh, just threw something on. Like, you knew these are her designated gym clothes. And, of course, she's like, I'm looking for rice, and, like, she literally has the most bland foods in her, in her basket, because she was telling me about them. And one of my biggest pet peeves is when someone looks in my basket at the grocery store. You ain't got no business seeing what I'm buying. Not that it's weird or gross, but like, look, I like ice cream, okay? If I buy two pints, leave me alone. If you see that I bought, I don't know, what did I have today? Bought some applesauce. You don't need to know that I'm eating that. And so she's like, oh, what are you buying? And of course I'm thinking, well, it's not rice and fucking chicken. I did have chicken, but it's going with couscous. And of course, I have damn Ritz crackers. I just probably like, that's an unnecessary carb. Uh, leave me alone. Leave me alone. I don't want to look like you. I mean, you look good, but I don't need to look that fit. So anyway, that put me in a bad mood today. I just felt so bad about my health when I was thinking, oh my gosh, I eat salads like every day. I have oatmeal, which is my favorite thing. 
But also, the other morning I had ice cream for breakfast. Why? Because I wanted to. And then I bought stuff for s'mores today. Because I wanted to. Did I also buy fruit and veggies and chicken? Yeah. It's called balance, okay? Take care of your body, but also your soul. If I want a damn cookie, I'm going to eat a cookie. Whatever. I don't even know her. Oh, yes. So, that's one girl. I just, I don't think I vibe with her. I just don't. When you literally suck the positive vibes from me, nah, gotta cut you off. But this other girl I met at the gym, she's cool. So, and hopefully she'll actually be on the podcast because she may live just as crazy of a life as I do sometimes. I think she's even like a whole nother level, which is insane to think about, but met her at the gym and I really need let me let me not even say that. We all need to take more initiative to meet new people, to if you see someone say something to them, initiate that conversation. Even if you don't even if that's you know, your intention is not to find a boyfriend or girlfriend or a new friend, just talk with people. Normalize just meeting people in public because everyone is on their phones, including myself. But Thank God this girl laughed at me because I'm at this gym and I'm seeing the last few people finish up and their big thing was you sprint at the end of your workout, which I was like, oh man, like I came to the wrong gym. This is not my vibe. No, 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 no. Sprinting? No, thank you. So we see them like jogging and they're doing like all these sidestep things on this treadmill and I was like how are you even sidestepping on this thing at like 20 miles per hour like I just I don't get it 20 miles per hour maybe a a stretch I don't know and for the last like minute they're like okay just take on take off on a sprint this guy is Usain Bolt 2.0 Hulk whatever Marvel whatever character you're thinking of this dude was booking it I mean like legs full on almost like splits in the air like he was just going and of course me being way too expressive and all my facial expressions my mouth dropped and I was like I'm 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 gonna leave I don't want to do this class like I'm all for trying new things and being fit but for Usain Bolt to be taking this class me and him are not on the same level I'll admit that. You may think we are, but we're not. (laughs) And so my mouth dropped, and this girl behind me started laughing. And so I looked, and I was like, are you seeing this? And she was like, I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. So we just kind of started talking just a little bit. Um, You know, she was like, oh, I'm new to Dallas. And I was like, oh my gosh, me too. And She's like, I'm studying for my graduate degree and blah, blah, blah. And then the class started. So I was like, okay, like, enjoy the class. And so we're working out. I'm sweating. We are literally sprinting, jogging, walking, doing God knows what on these just extraterrestrial machines. Like, I have no clue what this class was. And... You know me. I at the end of the class was sweating, and I was like, "Hey, um, would you like want to meet up sometime? Like, could I get your number?" 
And this is why I'm so glad I'm not a dude. I just, I don't think I can ask people for their numbers. I just, it's such a vulnerable spot. Because they can be like, uh, no. And you're like, all right. But again, that's just building resilience. Whatever. But we ended up trading numbers. And I texted her and actually invited her out the next day. Because I was supposed to go meet this guy on Hinge. Um at some bars with his friends. So I was like, oh my gosh, you come with me. Like, we'll meet some people. We'll go out. Like, I'll drive. I'm not going to drink. Like, it's fine. So she comes out with me and I meet this guy. Nice guy. I'll leave it at that. Nice guy. Did not vibe at all. And as you'll probably know, I can talk to basically a wall, which I'm doing right now. So I was making conversation. I was meeting his friends, whatever. But I felt like I was on a date with this girl more than I was him because we're trying to get to know each other. So I'm like, oh, my God, like, you know, what's your favorite color? Or like, oh, gosh, oh, you're a gin and tonic person. Oh, that's cool. Like, blah, blah, blah. The guy, I'm going to be honest, I didn't pay much attention to him. Sad, but true. He was also entertaining everyone else, so it was fine. Um, We go to a different bar. I ended up playing pool with these two guys that me and the girl, what am I going to name her? I don't know. We'll figure that out later if she comes on the podcast. But we ended up playing pool with them, and they hustled my ass. Hustled. I mean, they're doing, like, behind-the-back somersault shots everywhere. Like, I was like, how are y'all so good at pool? And, of course, they were buying a shot, so it was fine. And that's when I had to pace myself. But it was fun. And this girl, she's so funny. She's, her, I guess, whole motive, intentions, objective is to just experience things and to say yes to the experience, not necessarily to, you know, for a means, for a relationship, for anything like that. So she's just so fun to be around because she's just like, let's just do it. Okay, cool. And I, this is also kind of a sad thing. The transition from college straight into working sucks on a lot of different levels. And of course, there are some pros, like I'm completely financially independent. And while, yeah, like I do kind of worry about finances, I can buy whatever food I want. I'm buying furniture and I'm not stressed out about it. You get to really do whatever you want. Um, But from work, I just get so exhausted, especially with the manual labor. Like, sure, I used to play sports and I was a cheerleader and a dancer and I like to go work out. But my arms are noodles, man. They're noodles. Okay. Me carrying 50 pound cases of wine lifting easily, easily a hundred per day on a slow day. Like, yeah, my arms are looking good, but damn, they hurt. They hurt so bad. And on top of these, I say stupid, they're great. These stupid workout classes that I'm trying out. I went to this gym called Evolve. And of course I'm there and I'm like, oh, cute. Like you'll have a little turf side, like cute, cute, cute. No, 
they meant business, okay? Business. I had to do a bench press for the first time in my life there. I could only bench the actual, uh, like, pull thing. I don't know what you even call that. No weights on it. Just the pull. Which apparently is 45 pounds, which made me feel better. But I'm still sore, and I took that class a week ago. And, I mean, damn. Maybe this will finally give me boobs, but damn. That was serious. And we were doing so many things with so many heavy weights. And it was so fast. And then, of course, these psychos, the workout is done. And they're like, all right, sprinting lap around the building. Huh? I looked at him. I literally stopped. Everyone's running past me. I'm like, what's happening? What's happening? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to be the one to be like, nah, I'm not going to do that. So I go try to run outside and I'm already exhausted. So I ran half and literally moseyed, like walked like slow the rest of the way. But I was like, what is wrong with y'all? And so between that and working and also just like not having friends, being so extroverted where I get my energy from other people, I've just been feeling a little down. Um, I'm hesitant to say depressed, but I think it's depressive. Ooh, Uber Eats, 20% off. Interesting. It's just, it's really hard to continue to put myself out there when my energy is low, when I'm consistently disappointed in the people that I'm meeting. Not that they're bad people, but it's just we don't mesh, which is totally understandable. It'd be really weird if I mesh with every single person that I met. Now, can I carry on a conversation and be civil and find similarities? Sure. But do I want to surround myself with people like them? No. When I say them, damn, that was a long yawn. When I say them, it's just, it's like the fitness girl. Yeah, I, we took the same fitness class, but for her to just eat rice, chicken, and a vegetable, and I don't think she intentionally was trying to, like, shame my way of eating, but, like, I would never shame her for eating that way. I don't agree with it. I wouldn't want to eat just rice and chicken. Like, I like, like I said, ice cream for breakfast sometimes. I just, I would never do that. And it's just disappointing that there's people out there that would do it. But then I realize clearly if I'm having an issue with it, it's something on my end that I'm having trouble with. So again, therapy's going to help me with that. But back to the girl that I met at the gym, not the chicken and rice girl. The gym girl. <laughs> she texted me last night and she was like, do you want to go out? And I was like, yeah, just like, let me know. And it was already 9 p.m. So I was like, I'll just take a shower. She texted me, she's like, oh, are you still going to go out? And I was like, I just showered. Like, I may rearrange my bedroom for fun tonight. Um, But yeah, no, I'm not making it out. Because I'm tired. Like, I just, I can't do it. And she texted me at 3 a.m. And of course, I'm dead asleep, drooling on myself, probably just like conked out. She was like, I met a Swedish diplomat and he asked me to dinner. And I was like, how, where do you meet these people? How do you meet these people? How is this your life? What is happening? And of course, now that I'm thinking about it, some of y'all may think about 
y'all may think that about my life. But really, I don't seek out this thing, and neither does she, really. She's just open to opportunities. That's the thing. It's when you're open, vulnerable, and you put yourself out there that you get to have these experiences, good and bad, funny and sad, like all those things. That was a rhyme. God, I'm like Dr. Seuss up in here. Then I was like, damn, that could have been me. I could have been Princess of Genovia, Princess Diaries, which has always been my dream. Are you kidding me? Like those remote-controlled closets and little Prince Louis, her cat. Like, how fun would that be? But I'm just thinking, how in the world did you meet a diplomat and get asked to dinner? Saw a picture. She was like, yeah, he's not that cute. I was like, yeah, but what a good story. And like, I think for my future kids to be like, yeah, your mother, I dated a stripper once. Yeah, and after two hours, met his entire family, who also happened to have another stripper in the family. Like, that's just funny. And not that I, like, I never want to lead someone on, that's why I didn't go on another date. But to be like, oh yeah, like, I actually went out with the Swedish diplomat. Like, what? So I'm really looking forward to it. I think she's just going to dinner tonight, which tonight is Sunday. I'm recording on this Sunday. So I'm really excited for that. And hopefully... She'll give me all the deets and I can give you all the deets or better yet, she can give you the deets on the podcast if I make it up past 9 p.m. Who knows, though? (sighs) Yeah, I really didn't feel like doing anything today, but I know that the podcast always makes me feel better. Just being able to vocalize any concerns or, you know, just updates, even if it's not you know, funny, I think is just really real. And that's, again, my whole intention behind everything that I do is to be very authentic, transparent, honest. And sometimes that's funny and sometimes it's sad and sometimes it's just like, all right, like, all right, cool. But with that, um, gosh, let's see. Oh, yeah. So I heard something very interesting on Nick Vile's podcast. If y'all think like, oh, that name's familiar. He's the guy that has been on The Bachelorette a couple times. And um, he's just answering fan calls and giving them advice. And something really stuck out to me was don't overcompensate what your previous partner lacked for your new one. And I think that hit me a little later on, but I wanted to kind of bring that and relate it to my timeline of dating. So freshman year boyfriend, much more intellectual, um, introverted, you know, all of that. And so, and he was very city, if not like, northerner even though he was from the south but northerner my next one was extremely southern extremely extroverted former marine you know just completely different and you know obviously first boyfriend did not work out second one did not work out for different reasons then my third and most recent boyfriend was actually from the north Another Marine reservist, had a beard, 
um, was extremely confident in himself, which is an attractive thing, but sometimes you have to let someone get to know you first before you can be so confident that it doesn't come off as cocky. And so I always try to find someone, okay, I need someone that's an alpha type. I need somebody that, you know, has the same values as me, someone that's driven, ambitious, someone that's extroverted. But sometimes I think, you know, what I want that extroversion so badly, I almost overdo it. So hopefully this is making sense. It's like if you have bland food, <clears throat> chicken and rice girl, all the time, you're like, I need something that has flavor. And you go for the freaking hottest, like, ghost pepper thing because you just want flavor so bad. You're like, whoa, too much. That's not going to work. Like, see you on the toilet in about two seconds. Like, no. So I just realized that I've been see- there's a difference between finding qualities that you like and there's also trying to overcompensate, which, again, we've probably all heard everything in moderation. So, of course, the confidence I love, but the cockiness or the unwillingness to be vulnerable and show, you know, humility, that's not going to work. And so, you know, moving forward, I tried to think, okay... I'm trying to go for older guys. Clearly that isn't working either. And the ones that I think are older and more mature aren't. And so then I go for a younger one, the one from the bar this past weekend, who's in the same industry as me, and that doesn't work out. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. And I just have to take a second and pause and think, why am I putting so much emphasis on dating somebody? that I shouldn't base happiness or identity or purpose behind getting in a relationship. And I am I say I'm very rarely in a actual relationship. I may be talking with someone, I may be going on some dates intermittently, but exclusively dating, the three main ones have been those three main guys. And that's it. And so, you know, again, opening myself to experiences, whether they be good or bad, they funny, they're not funny, like anything like that. I think, you know, the more experiences you have, the better. And that reminds me, my senior year of high school psychology professor from a community college, we were talking about human sexuality and he was saying... Yeah, theoretically, you should be sleeping with as many people as you can right now because that's going to help you experience more and narrow it down to exactly what you want. So I was like, damn. I was like, so you're saying we should hook up with hundreds of different people. He's like, yes, in the sense of, you know, being able to identify what you like and what you don't like. I think he was trying to say, like, yeah, but also I can't tell (laughs) underage people to go hook up with people. He was a really cool dude. He was cool. He was cool. But it's just the dating life. It's rough. And I always go through phases of being super active on dating apps because, again, 
widen my net, be more open, be more vulnerable. Then there's times where I'm like, I'm just tired of being disappointed. I'm just tired of it. And I don't know what to do to find more quality people that I am, I guess, more compatible with. I just, I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll figure it out, but I wanted to talk about this really good pickup line that someone used on me my first week in Dallas. And ladies and gentlemen, this is applicable for any, anyone. So I was in the grocery store, of course, buying stuff for oatmeal because I freaking love oatmeal. And I'm walking down the cereal aisle to get the quick oats. <laughs> and I see this kind of guy kind of look at me and I'm like, mm, okay. And at this point, I'm so used to helping customers pick out wines that when he was like, oh, excuse me, ma'am. I was like, yeah, like, what's up? I should have just been like, okay, bye. He was like, hey, um, do you have a recommendation for a cereal? I'm just, I'm trying to find one that I think would be good. And so I'm like, a, a recommendation on cereal? He's like, yeah. I was like, well, like, what kind do you want? Do you want more of, like, the quote-unquote healthy kind? Or do you want more of, the, like, the actually good kind? Um... And he was like, you know, I want something that's good. I was like, okay, well, I was like, you know, Lucky Charms are good. He's like, yeah, see, I just don't like the like the Cheerio, the oat ones. And I was like, oh, okay. And so if we, if y'all just paid attention, he got me talking in a conversation where it's consistently him speaking, my replying, him speaking, my replying. So it's not a one-off. It's a conversation at this point. And when you get someone in a conversation, it's a lot harder for them to leave, which sounds like a hostage situation, but it's not. And so I was like, oh, yeah, well, I recommend this. And he already had cereal in his hand. I already knew which one he was going to get. But I was like, okay, well, like, I hope you have a good day. Okay, bye. And he was like, wait, wait, wait. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, you're really pretty. I was like, oh, thank you. And he was saying something like, so where are you from? And I was like, oh, I actually just moved here. Um, you know, from Houston, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well, I gotta go. And he was like, wait, you're not gonna give me your number? And of course, I'm like, no. Because also at the time, I thought I was just gonna focus on Boat Boy. Not exclusive, but it's, I only have so much energy to give, as we know, that I was gonna focus more on Boat Boy, but RIP that relationship sunk. And... I was like, sorry, no. He's like, that's okay. He was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, like, sorry. So, if you ever see someone in a grocery store, because if you think about it, we spend the most time in our beds asleep, where you probably can't meet somebody unless you're living some crazy life. Probably followed by the bathroom, work, the grocery store, a gas station. These places are the time you spend the most. And you think, how am I not finding people? How am I not meeting new people? You have to reach out to them in these places that you spend the most time. So bedroom, not until later. Bathroom, I hope you're alone in the bathroom. 
and we move on to grocery store. And I know we've all seen those people in the grocery store that you're like, damn, they're fine. Like, where where are they from? If you're not bold enough to straight up and go say, hey, I think you're really cute. Or, hey, my name's Annalise. What's your name? Because, look, I would I would respond if someone came up to me and said that. But it's always good to be like, hey, I'm sorry. Um, have you had this thing before? I'm, I'm thinking about trying it, but I just am a little hesitant. Because that's such an innocent way to get a conversation started. And if they say, no, I haven't, like, oh, well, have you had any of these? Or if you have, like, how'd you like it? What'd you make? Blah, blah, blah. Get that conversation started. And, of course, it's almost like a do what I say, not what I do. Because I'm like, I don't want to talk to someone in this door. Like, don't look at my grocery cart. You're going to see applesauce and ice cream and oatmeal. But it's going to have to happen eventually. How else are you going to meet somebody? But also, does it matter? It doesn't have to be in a like intimate sexual way. Just like the girl at the gym. She just laughed at me for my reaction. And now we're hanging out and texting about our dating life. Like, okay. It's hard to put yourself out there. Because you don't want to be rejected. And, you know, it's it's very disheartening to be just disappointed all the time, but there's a good tip. Ask them their recommendation on cereals because obviously we both know you don't need a recommendation, but it's also easy enough where if you're like, I'm, I don't want to be here, you're like, uh, Cheerios, okay, bye. You know, it's, it's easy. Oh gosh. Yeah. I don't know. I got back on the apps. I say got back on. I'm actually a little bit more active, but I just, the more time I spend on it, the more I'm like, eh, sad. And, you know, sometimes I'm very bold and active in the sense that they're like, you want to go out tonight? I'm like, yeah, let's go out tonight. But this one guy said, we we're talking about our favorite drinks. He said, you should let me make you one tonight. And I'm like, uh, dude, it's a Sunday. And... I was about to say, it's already too late. It was only 3 p.m. And I was like, oh, damn. And I just didn't respond. I need to. And then I'm trying to decide, does that just mean I'm not super attracted to him? Or does that mean that I'm just being a depressed bitch and just laying on my couch saying, like, I don't want to put effort and energy into anything. I just wanted to show up on my doorstep. That's never going to happen. And the only time it would would be a delivery person. And I don't like paying for delivery, so I go pick it up myself. So, Annalise, like, get your butt up and go do it. Jesus. I'm just tired of myself sometimes. Do you ever feel like that? You're just like, you kind of suck. And I shouldn't have negative self-talk, but like, blah, 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 whatever. And it's honestly, it's come to the point where I notice that I am getting desperate's not even the word, but it's, I'm focusing too much on it. Or I'm, I think honestly, I'm just lonely and not even in a sexual sense, in the sense of like, I just don't have people that I'm hanging out with because it's work all the time that I hang out with my coworkers that are older, go home, shower, make dinner and pass out so quick that I just, when do I have time or energy to hang out with people, much less meet new people. 
And this is when it is advantageous for people that I already know to try to swoop in. And, you know, one of my exes has been in contact and it's just made me think a lot more about it. But I know if it didn't work out, it probably, if it didn't work out back then, why would it work out now? I mean, obviously people can grow in different ways, but to grow so drastically in a relatively short time, it probably won't work out. But of course, my emotions and my softer side are thinking like, but you just, you love them at one point, like let them be company for you right now and whatever. And so I'm thinking, okay, Annalise, let's be a little bit more logical before we get hurt even more. And this other one who claims that he will marry me, maybe this would be that funny story where, you know, it's like, oh, she always said we were never going to get married, but look at us now. And like my maid of honor clinking, doing a toast, like who knows? But of course, like I mentioned before, I romanticize situations sometimes and I get more hurt than I should be because I already can see a future. Just like with Boat Boy, I just saw so many good things and thought, oh my gosh, we could go on the boat all the time. And he's smart and kind and tall and like, oh my gosh, we could go. He could come to my family's holiday because he his family's from Michigan obviously very premature, but I was, I do that in a sense, almost as like a vetting process to think, would this even be able to work in the future? But then I just, I get this image and then, you know, it, it, even though it wasn't anything serious, the loss of that potential was just kind of upsetting. So I think it's good for me to take time and be alone and not even focus on being alone, but just learn to just be on my own. I can still be on apps. I can still meet people, but that is not my objective day in and day out is to meet somebody. It's to meet friends. It's to learn more about myself. It's to invest in therapy, to better know myself, to try and be more self-sufficient, meaning cook something that's you haven't cooked before which I'm about to do so yay and it's just taking risks at this age because there's so much time to recoup any losses financially time-wise relationships now is the time to take these risks because they're so small and minute for the big picture I was looking at uh, real estate investments literally an hour ago. I'm looking at passive income strategies. I am trying to put myself out there to meet new people, whether that be romantic or not. Now is the time to do it. And I know that. I just don't always feel that. So I know it. And I need to put that into action. Because nothing is just going to come to you. As my father says, nothing in this life is free. There's no such thing as free lunch. Someone is paying the price. 
So I need to get all of this in motion so that I can reap the benefits and experience all these things. It's almost like I think my life is over now that I'm working full time. And like I realized, oh, I want to go to Hawaii. And I'm like, too late. I'm like, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Rewind. You're 22. You have so much time to make it to Hawaii. I don't know why I think my life ended when I moved out of my parents' house, but my life is just starting. And I think the whole live to experience mentality is honestly the key. That you're going to meet some people that you straight up don't like, which is fine. Because now you know not to waste your time there. Or you may go out on dates with people that have a criminal history and were a former stripper and took you to Nebraska Furniture Mart on your first date. That's funny as hell. It's a great story and it was a great experience to just kind of see how that is. And boat boy, sad, but I got to know somebody. I got to feel like wanted, whether that was true or not. I got to meet the cutest, cutest little four-year-old boy ever. And he held my hand on the boat. It was so cute. But I'm better for it. And I wish this was a funnier podcast. I'll try to bring in the humor next time. But for any of y'all that have been watching Manifest on Netflix and now on Hulu. But, you know, I watched it before and kind of brushed it off where I was like, no thanks. And there's actually a Bible verse, and I'm Christian, not religious, that it said, all things work together for good. And that is very similar to everything happens for a reason, and that every experience that you have is just a puzzle piece to your future. So while I was sad that me and Boat Boy didn't work out, maybe because I made up a future in my head. I'm better for it. Meeting that stripper and his family. Interesting. Social skills, yes. I improved my listening skills that day. And it's just meeting new people, realizing that there's so much out there. This job that I took, I moved cities. Now, I may not stay here. But it's pushing me out of my comfort zone. All of these things that are happening, even if they make you cry or upset, they they work for a good that's coming. And that is my little preaching moment for the pod. And I can't believe I still talk for like an hour. But, and I know I say this every time, army boy. I finally will get the story of his psycho chick. It is coming. It's just taking a hot second. But again, though, wait, good things come to those who wait, right? So we're going to get my little gym girl on the podcast. We'll get Army Boy's story on the podcast. Maybe Cowboy Diva will even make another appearance. We're working on it. We're going to see what's going to happen. May even start recording the podcast on video as soon as my apartment gets a little bit cuter.
because right now it's just me laying on the couch a lot. But we're working on it. We are getting everything in motion. Just taking a second because, again, I had glass in my hand. And now my white shoes are stained purple because of the red wine that it spilled. Thank you all again for listening. And, yeah, I'm not engaged. Hopefully I will be eventually, but hopefully not for a few years. I'm thinking at least five. But who knows? No one knows anything that's going to happen in the future. It's it's all in the cards that none of us can see. Damn. Yeah. Anyway, I hope you'll have a lovely rest of y'all's day. And thanks for catching up with me. And I know this is so weird that y'all know so much about my life and I don't know much about y'all's. So hit me up. Tell me about your life. Because I'm lonely. And I could use some more interaction, human interaction, because I also can't get a pet in my apartment. So somebody please, please text me. Okay, thank you. Bye.